Hello and welcome to this Endo Life episode 103. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior and endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. The information shared in this podcast shouldn't be used to replace your current medical treatment and is here for educational purposes only. As always, I want to thank our first sponsor today, BU. These guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that I love and also a beautiful organic CBD range, menstrual cup and chafing cream. And they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care, in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically. And they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients. If my clients are going through a flare up or it's taken a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes, I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief, you know, in that current moment. And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural. And it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. Um, and if you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's B E younline.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. Hi guys, happy Monday. I hope everyone is well and you've all had a lovely weekend. I had a really interesting night last night. (laughs) So for those of you who have followed this podcast for a while, you'll know that we moved to Margate and had some really challenging things happen in our flat. And we had to move into another one. And we had also challenging things that have happened in our flat. And we've had really weird circumstances that have stopped us from moving. Um, And we're considering moving again we've been like on the fence, like, should we do it? Shouldn't we? For lots of different reasons that maybe I'll put in another podcast episode. And I feel like the universe last night was just like, just go. Because, so I don't know if I told you guys about the flea infestation from the people before, and I got completely bitten up for like three months. Um, And it took like three, two, two, three months to get rid of these fleas. A year later, they have somehow surfaced again. They've obviously laid eggs and we've obviously moved something and the eggs have now hatched. Um, So that started about seven days ago or something. And then last night, (laughs) there was a giant spider in the bathroom, like absolutely giant. And then the night before, I'd seen a giant moth in the in the living room but couldn't find it again to remove it and so 
my boyfriend went into the living room, into the kitchen living room area to get a glass and a, um, you know, some paper to get rid of the spider. And when he did, the giant moth just came out of nowhere, huge, just going crazy. And then my boyfriend got rid of the spider and we just shut them off in the living room for the night because it was getting late. And then I went to get my handbag from the hallway and I was feeling really like, you know, when your skin's crawling and I was like, in my mind, I was like, something's going to happen. There's going to be something else. (laughs) And then as I thought that a mouse ran out from behind like our shoes and like where we have our shoes and our bags and ran um, down the hallway into the living room. So that all happened in the space of about five minutes, 10 minutes. So I had a really interesting Sunday evening. Um, just thought I'd share that because it was just such a hilarious five minutes. Um, not hilarious, clearly, but still, yeah, I hope you guys had a more restful Sunday evening than we had. Um, nature seems to have totally moved into our flat. So anyway, Today's episode, I sort of wanted to follow on with last, kind of from where we started off last week. So obviously last week we were talking about tips, like strategies and methods that you could put into place um, in order to help you prepare for your period if you needed a bit of an extra boost to support your period pain or you were just starting out on this journey and you didn't really want to go full throttle with um looking at your diet, but you wanted to add in a couple of things in terms of supplements or um, tools. This week, I wanted to talk about foods to add in. I'm not talking about foods to take out. Uh, I know that can be triggering for some of you. So today I'm just talking about foods to add in. And I think that's really important because we forget that foods can be and should be used as medicine. And that really good nutrition is the foundation of so much of our health. And I have seen incredible results with my clients when we start adding in really beautiful nutrient-dense foods that can help them with their um, endometriosis. So today I'm taking you through six foods and a bonus food to add in kind of in like the week leading up to your period, but ideally doing it from the start of your luteal phase. So the start of your kind of premenstrual phase after ovulation. If you don't know where that, when that is, I would really encourage you to start tracking your cycle and using a um, tracking app. You could use something like, uh, wait, what? let me just check what this one's called that I use. It's called MyFlow. So my and then flow uh, capital F L O and that's by Alyssa Vitti and I really like that one I find it's always really accurate for me but then if you want to go a step further you could use the fertility awareness method and I will link to an episode I'll link to one of Nicole Jardim's episodes actually because um, she does a really good episode on that that you can listen to. And that's not about tracking your fertility. It's about tracking your cycle, but it can be used for fertility. So number one is add in spinach and other leafy greens. And so what I'm doing throughout all of these tips and foods is I'm starting with one key food and then the group that they belong to, because really it's about adding in 
more kind of variation in terms of the foods that you eat rather than honing in on one particular food. Um, And so, but I also don't want to overwhelm you guys. So by giving you like one food, it's kind of easier to digest and take on board. So adding in spinach and other leafy greens before your period can be really helpful because firstly, leafy greens are super anti-inflammatory. I mean, most vegetables are anti-inflammatory. And so that's going to be really helpful for you. We know that inflammation causes a higher level of pain um, and a chronic inflammation is a source of chronic pain. So we want to get those inflammation levels down. Also, spinach and leafy greens are high in iron. And that's really important because I've seen a lot of my clients having signs of anemia or low iron and often having low iron on their test results. Um, And when we know that we lose some iron when we're bleeding and also having iron deficiency can actually lead to problems such as really heavy periods or really light periods and fatigue. And so we want to sort of be addressing as many of these issues as we can, not just the pain. And we're sort of preparing your body for that iron loss. So adding in some spinach and leafy greens can help to do that. Then also adding in some fiber. So the leafy greens provide you with fiber, especially leafy greens, such as um, some of the more fibrous ones like kale or chard. And adding in the fiber helps helps us to properly eliminate estrogen. So we know that a lot of us with endometriosis with endometriosis suffer from higher levels of estrogen or estrogen dominance or excess estrogen. And that hormonal imbalance can cause things like PMS, heavy bleeding, clotty periods and period pain to name just some of the hormonal issues. And I really think that from my training and from my work in endometriosis over the past several years, I think a lot of the symptoms that we're dealing with can be also attributed to hormonal imbalance. And if we can get on top of that, we can really alleviate some of the symptoms that we're just kind of grouping under the umbrella of endometriosis that we think we can't do anything about. But actually, I think there's a lot of symptoms we can do. um, We can reduce by addressing our hormonal issues. Estrogen is largely eliminated through the gut. The process begins in the liver and then it's excreted in our stools and we can support our body to better eliminate estrogen by adding in fiber so that the fiber helps us to have a healthy bowel movement. The other there's, I mean, there's loads of benefits of adding in spinach and leafy greens, but another one is the magnesium content of leafy greens. So magnesium is a nutrient that many of us are deficient in, especially women. And it gets used up when we're having our periods and when we're stressed. And so, like I said in my last episode, a lot of us with endometriosis do have stress. So it's quite likely that we have lower levels of magnesium. And magnesium can help ease PMS. We know that there are there's research showing that magnesium can help alleviate period pain in people with primary dysmenorrhea. And It can also help alleviate bloating, which is a really big one for many of us with endometriosis, getting that bloating just before our period. So adding in spinach and leafy greens can really help to to up the magnesium content. And so I also wanted to give you 
some kind of examples of leafy greens you could add in. So rocket, lettuce, kale, chard, um, bok choy, any greens really, you know, um, dandelion greens. There are lots of greens you can add in. So the more variation, the better. But obviously I'm giving you a I'm giving you spinach as an example because it's a really obvious one um, and one that's quite easy to access. I would encourage you to go for organic where you can because greens can really pick up um, a lot of pesticides. So if you can have, you know, if you can get hold of organic, then that would be great. Um, but if not, don't worry, adding in the vegetables is going to be beautiful as it is. And some ideas for adding them in could be adding spinach into your morning smoothie um, and add in, you know, a really big cup or two cups of sa uh, salad. So like rocket and green lettuce, like maybe baby gem lettuce with your lunch, um, having that as sort of a bed and then putting the rest of your food on top of the um, leafy greens. And then number two is adding in olive oil and other vitamin E rich foods such as almonds, you know, olives, not in the oil form, just olives as they are. Surprisingly, leafy greens have vitamin E in. Um, avocados and seeds, especially sunflower seeds, they're a really um, high vitamin E food. So the reason why we want to add in olive oil and vitamin E foods is that firstly, olive oil is just a very anti-inflammatory uh, rich food. It has a lot of antioxidants and we know that antioxidants help us to lower oxidation, which is a process in the body that causes inflammation. And it has a high vitamin E content. And we know that vitamin E can be helpful for painful periods and lowering pain with endometriosis. So a couple of ways that you could add in these foods would be to add like two tablespoons of olive oil to your lunch if you're going to have something like a salad or soup or stew and you could snack on almonds and sunflower seeds um, throughout the day. Number three is adding in broccoli and other cruciferous vegetables such as cauliflower, sprouts, radishes, asparagus, cabbage, um, and broccoli sprouts. So broccoli sprouts are literally the kind of tiny sprouts or shoots when broccoli is growing. And they are really, really rich in nutrients that help to clear estrogen from our body and reduce inflammation. So even if you could get grow your own or get hold of some broccoli sprouts, they could be a really lovely addition a week before your period to help basically get out some of the excess estrogen that might have been building up in your body over the month and can help to reduce some of those estrogen dominant symptoms from your period and maybe even improve them in your premenstrual phase as well. And some ideas for adding these in could be adding in um, roasted red cabbage. I really like roasted red cabbage in like a sort of roasted root salad or even grating red cabbage. If we make sort of like a Mexican meal, um, we tend to have grated red cabbage with it. Um, and then you can also top your salads or your dinner or even put broccoli sprouts in your smoothie. But especially topping salads with broccoli sprouts is particularly um, tasty and makes your salads just look really pretty. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. 
These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in. So you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. So if you know you're due on, you might want to start wearing your period patch 24 hours beforehand just so that your muscles begin to relax and you're less likely to have really bad cramps. To find out more about BU, you can just head to link in my show notes or go to www.buonline.co.uk. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you kind of feel a bit overwhelmed by your pain and your symptoms and you really just don't know where to start with managing them, then tracking your symptoms over a couple of months or even just a month to see what your triggers might be could be really helpful. I've put together a free download that helps you track your pain, your mood, your brain fog, uh, your bloating, where you are in your cycle, your eating habits, your stress levels, so many different things um, in a really simple and effective way. If you'd like to try it out, um, obviously it's free, just head to the show notes, follow the link and you can get your own copy. Number four is adding in salmon and other omega-free rich fats, uh, fish and fatty foods. So some other fish you could add in would be mackerel, anchovies, sardines and herrings. And if you wanted to add in some plant-based sources of omega-free, you could go for chia and walnuts. Now, omega-free fats have been shown time and time again to reduce inflammation. And they've also been shown in studies to reduce period pain. And in studies on rats, omega-free fish oil has been shown to reduce the size of lesions in rats with endometriosis. So it can be really helpful for both the inflammation, but also targeting the endometriosis directly to add in more omega-free fats. Now, the form that our body needs the most and can actively use is not easily gained from plant sources. So the omega-3 type of fat that's found in fish is bioavailable. It's very easily absorbed. The omega-3 fats that's found in chia seeds and walnuts is definitely um, helpful and we need that in our diet. It's called ALA. But in order for us to best use ALA, we need to convert it to DHA and EPA. And the fish in fish, we already have it. The fish, you know, have converted it for us into EPA and DHA and we can readily absorb it. So it's great to have both. Absolutely great to have both. But getting in the two portions of fatty fish during the week is going to be really helpful because it's easily absorbed and bioavailable and our body doesn't have to do any any of the work. And not everyone has the ability to convert ALA into EPA and DHA. And also be careful with the types of fatty fish that you're eating. Um, Some of them can be very high in mercury. So um, like tuna, uh, I can't think off the top of my head, some of the others, but um, really it's salmon, sardines, mackerel, anchovies and herring that are the safer fish to eat that are lower in mercury. And we're advised to only have two portions of fatty fish a week because of the mercury content. And so examples would be of adding these in would be having, you know, dinner with salmon and maybe having a Mediterranean salad with your salmon. So it could be 
cucumber, rocket, olives, red onions, peppers, tomatoes, some of those broccoli sprouts on there, and then a whole grain. You know, you might want some quinoa or some brown rice with that. Um, and a nice drizzle of olive oil. Maybe you want to do sprinkle seeds. Or you could do something like chia pots as a snack throughout the week. Um, you could do some chia pots mixed with some almond milk. And you could even add in some walnuts in there. You could have some yogurt, some blueberries. That could be really lovely. Or, you know, simply just add in your chia, chia seeds and your walnuts with your breakfast. The fifth food is adding in tomatoes and other colourful veggies. So veggies like beetroot, berries, oranges, peppers, carrots, squash, greens, basically just eat the rainbow guys. Like the more colour you can get into your diet, the lower your inflammation will be. And this is because the colour in your vegetables represent and fruits represent different antioxidants and antioxidants are those nutrients that lower inflammation they help to reduce the damage caused by oxidation in our bodies and that oxidation causes inflammation and there are studies on this there are studies showing that people with endometriosis have higher levels of oxidation therefore inflammation and people and then when they've added in a diet with a high level of fruits and vegetables, those oxidation levels have lowered. So we want to get as many of those antioxidants in as possible. And we can best do that by eating the rainbow. And so, you know, some ideas would be for red, like tomatoes and red bell peppers, purple and blue. You could go for blueberries and red cabbage, which is arguably a bit more like purple cabbage. Um, greens, cucumber, broccoli, yellow could be like yellow peppers and lemons and summer squash, white cauliflower and parsnips, orange would be like um, pumpkin and carrots. There are so many different colors you can go for. Even pink, if you think about pink, like there's radishes and raspberries. There are so many varied colors in fruit and vegetables. And actually, it's really lovely to look at whenever my clients start adding in colorful vegetables. They love it. They're actually, and their partners love it too. And their families love it too. They like seeing their plate like glow with all of this color. And some ways you can add those in would be snacking on um, yellow and red peppers and cucumber with hummus. Um, or you could make yourself a lovely like roasted carrot salad with like a medley of veg, uh, leafy greens in there. And then you can have like some radishes on top and beans and just basically just make a nice mix of vegetables that you like to go together. It could be a stew, it could be a soup, but I really love doing roasted veg salads. I think that's a really easy way to add in lots of colour. Number six is adding in turmeric and other spices. And particularly, as I mentioned last week, ginger and cinnamon with that turmeric because they have a lot of research behind them for being very anti-inflammatory. And as I mentioned last week, 500 to 1,000 milligrams of curcumin or turmeric can be really helpful in um, reducing inflammation and managing endometriosis. So that's, you know, a gram of turmeric. So you could add that in with a latte. I'll link to my latte recipe, a turmeric latte recipe again in the show notes to this episode. You could add that turmeric in with a soup or a stew. And then with the ginger, the study that 
shows ginger being just as effective as methanamic acid uses 250 milligrams of ginger root powder four times a day, so it's a thousand, and that's used days one, two, three. But of course, arguably, you could start that sooner. So you could be getting in a thousand milligrams of ginger or as much as, you know, up to that amount over the space of your premenstrual phase on a daily basis. And I know that Aviva Rum suggests up to 2,000 um, 2, milligrams. So you could go for, um, go for that, but obviously following her guidance on that and I'll link to her um, article on this. As I mentioned, my latte has 350 milligrams to about 700 milligrams of ginger in. So it could be that you're having one or two of those a day. Or, you know, another way is you could have something like a carrot and ginger soup or a curry because then you've got your ginger in, you've got your turmeric and you might even have a little bit of cinnamon in there. So those are just really easy ways to add in some spices. Now, I told you I had a bonus for you and the bonus is adding in raw cacao. So if you guys don't know what raw cacao is, it is the raw form of cocoa. So Cocoa is from the cacao bean and it's what makes chocolate and it has been processed. It's been roasted. A lot of the um, vitamins and minerals have been removed in the roasting process and the raw version holds those um, minerals. They haven't been sort of cooked out and cacao is really rich in magnesium and antioxidants. So again, it's helpful for lowering inflammation, but also for reducing the PMS, reducing the period pain and reducing the bloating because of the magnesium content in there. There's also some iron in the cacao as well, so that can be helpful. So adding in cacao in the form of some really lovely hot chocolates that you're not, you know, sugar-free hot chocolates using something else instead of sugar, maybe some stevia drops to sweeten it, um, can be a really lovely way to help with those cravings that you're getting. If you get chocolate cravings before your period, whilst also helping to best prepare your body for your period. I really like doing hot chocolates or you might want to snack on 100% dark chocolate that's got no sugar in or a chocolate bar that is... Um, that uses stevia or something else to sweeten other than sugar. Um, but it's a really lovely way to just hit those cravings whilst also supporting your body. I will mention that just be mindful of how much you're having because there is some caffeine um, in cacao and it seems to vary with different brands. I notice some brands I'm fine with and other brands I'm not fine with. So just be kind of aware of how much you're getting in in case the caffeine for you is a bit of an inflammatory. So you might need to um, experiment with that a little bit and see how you get on. Um, but for the most part, I can have chocolate as a normal part of my um, diet. And but I just go for the sugar free version and I regularly have lovely hot chocolates. But um, there are just some certain brands that I'm a bit more careful with and cautious with as my period approaches. So just experiment and see which one is good for you. But of course, adding in a little bit of cacao before your period is going to be a really lovely way to look after yourself and treat yourself just before your period. Those are my six foods to add in with my bonus 
bonus seventh food to add in before your period. And as I mentioned, you could start bringing those in in the week before your period or from the beginning of your premenstrual phase, um, otherwise known as your luteal phase. And just to give you guys a quick recap of the ways you could do that, you could add in a sugar-free hot chocolate. You could add in a carrot and ginger soup. You could add in some turmeric lattes. You could snack on peppers and cucumber. And you can have like a roasted carrot salad. You can have fish for dinner, fatty fish for dinner twice that week. um, And have some chia pots for snacks. You can roast some red cabbage and have it with your lunch. Or grate some red cabbage onto... Um, a Mexican type salad or meal. You can have some broccoli sprouts on your salads or on your dinner or blend it up in your smoothies. You can drizzle olive oil on your lunches and snack on almonds. And finally, you can add some spinach into your smoothies and make sure you get lots of leafy greens as um, the foundation of your meals. So I hope that was helpful for you. Um, I've managed to keep this to about half an hour. I wanted it to be sort of another bite-sized episode. Um, So let me know if this has been helpful, if you try any of them, if you notice a difference. And yeah, I'd love to hear how you get on with trying these out and what your next period is like. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.